Okay, um, here's how we want to approach this. Um, so for question one, what I want you to do, and we'll just spend a few minutes on each question, just some of you tell me just what your, your visceral response was to Cecilia. And I'm not looking for, oh, I just love her. I, I want you to be, I want some of you, some of you may have that natural instinct to love other people, okay? Um, but, but honestly, some of you, as you read Cecilia, as you get just the information we have here, what's your, what's your response to her? Just some of the temptations in terms of how you might not love her well. What? So what are you saying when you say that? All right, so you're, you're temp, you're, the temptation is I would judge her. She's over, overreacting. Good, yeah. I mean, see lots of, lots of noise and trouble, and, man, you just need to get your act together. Okay, that's a, that's a normal response, right? Yes. Okay, okay, good. So you might find yourself playing into her criticism of him. There sounds like there are legitimate issues there, but you might, you might feed into her, her anxieties and fears and bitterness. Good. Someone else? Yes. Okay, right. Yeah, so you start out by saying this is overwhelming. And I think, I think I'll... I think I'll move along to the maybe the next person who's maybe a little neater and cleaner than Celia. Yeah. Uh, anybody over here? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You feel overwhelmed and shut down, and and maybe panic yourself a little bit. Yes. Okay. Right, right. And, and that's the right answer. <laughs> but I, and if, that, if that's your honest answer, I think that's wonderful. Um, and I, I think, you know, as the Spirit is working in us, that's where we're going. But honest... Okay, that's another temptation. Oh, you've never had me in your life before, Right? <laughs> And uh, you, can, you can kind of view yourself as, as kind of her savior. And, uh, and, and that can be very dangerous, right? Yes. I think it's tempting to want to preach because you read like mm. those which are like, I got a verse for that. But, you know, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And so I really appreciated this. You were talking again about this, is, this person's a cognizant. Like, mm-hmm. Right, right. Right. Good. All right. Your first, your first answer was answering this question, and your second response is moving in the direction we want to move. But that's good. So you, you might have a tendency to say, well, here's a Bible verse, here's a Bible verse, here's a Bible verse, and kind of treat the Bible like a pill. You know, take this Bible verse and call me in the morning. And, and you know, just you, you might be inadvertently heaping on more guilt and anxiety. You know, those verses just freak me out. All right, um, we, could, we could continue to go, but you see what's happening with that first question? You're, you're stopping and you're assessing your own heart and your own temptations, and, and it's a place for you to stop and say, God, help me. All right, 
So you, you actually are evidencing the fact that you need as much help as Celia does. And typically what happens when people are brought into your life by God, it's because he's got work to do in their life, but also in your life. All right. So there's a, there's a, you need to say, okay, there's a learning curve. God's up to something. All right, let's, let's move on. Build a bridge. This is where we're entering into her world and building uh, relational capital, equity, trust. How, how would you do that with Celia? It, it's, I think it says in here that the problems have been going on for two years. Yeah. Right. And, and, but but that would, that's actually um, a, a question that you would have for her, you know, at some point. But how, how are you going to, to get her, how are you going to give her a sense that you're someone she can trust, you're safe? Listening. All right, and you know what? It's going to be very easy to do as you read Celia. I mean, she's not one to not talk. You know, some people, and some people, you're pulling stuff out of them. Celia will talk, okay? So tell me what's going on. And don't be overwhelmed with this avalanche of problems, right? You need to stay calm and patient and helpful. So listening is... A, a place to start. This is very difficult because I know the same place. I think it's because I have a sister who went to the CEF and taught under you, and so she taught me to think differently. Okay. I'm going to say that she, my first thought would have been, how did you and your husband trust me? Mm. Right. No, and those could be very simple, safe questions. You know, you're not going too deep and you're just showing interest. And, and that's the thing you want to be careful of. You don't want to say, well, let's talk about all your deep, dark secrets and struggles and heart issues and sins. You're, you're just asking a simple question. Tell me a little bit about you and your husband and you know, your marriage. You're asking questions. Now, now you're not only listening, but you're, you're starting to ask questions which is connected to getting to know her, uh, crossing the bridge. But what other things can you do for Celia to, to build trust? Okay. So, so, and yeah, you actually you actually uh, caught me off guard because I was thinking you're the I'm the third person. Wow, you know what's going, what's wrong with you? But you you actually you actually you know taught me there. So you're saying something like you know you're still looking for help. That's good. So you're trying to find marks of the spirit at work in her. Uh, you know, is she still connected to? people in the church, whatever the case may be, and, and find those things and help her to see those things because she is not going to see those things. Um, I, I, would, I would counsel at CCF and people would come and they would tell these horrible stories of abuse 
And all I knew to say is, I can't believe you're coming to an organization like this to get Christian counseling after everything that's happened to you. I'm, I marvel at that. I, I don't know what I would be doing if I were in your shoes. Uh, you're, you're encouraging and teaching me, right? And that wasn't false. All right, what else? A couple other things. We could stay on each of these for 15, 20 minutes. Right. Yeah, would, would it be interesting if you went to one of her doctor visits with her and you actually listened in? And, and have you ever done that for someone who's uh, struggling with an illness? And they, they, they're not hearing anything. You need to be there taking notes and, and then helping feed that back to them. Here's what the doctor said and here's what we need to do. Great, great opportunity to go, go t- uh, to a psychiatrist with her uh, or her, her medical doctor. Couple other things. Good. Um, I thought Mary, um, this is actually like so consistent in all these other areas where it's been really okay. All right. Okay, so, so, so providing some kind of practical deed based on some of her pressures and felt needs. Yes, yeah, so these are. Do you see how this isn't rocket science, loving another person, but do you see how supernatural it is? You don't go there naturally, right? So only the work of the Spirit in your life gets you moving towards Celia because you're going to be initially just overwhelmed. Um, let, let's, let's move on to the third question. Um, cross the bridge. Grow, go cross-cultural. What are you doing? You're, you're getting to know her world. Um, and, and what I would say, pretend that you don't know all of these details. Um, how are you going to go cross-cultural to, to understand uh, um, Celia, to understand her circumstances, her, her, her situation in life? What are you going to do when she gets up to smoke another cigarette? Huh? You going to go out and smoke one with her? <laughs> hey, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> no, but could, couldn't you see how kind of making that habit, shaming her for that? Right? What would she say? You're just like all those fundamentalist Christians that I've dealt with in the past and you're just shaming me because I smoke cigarettes. Um, but that's a, that's a real place to incarnate the patient love of Jesus. You're, you're, not, you're not upset or shocked or bothered by those things, okay? Um, uh, going cross-cultural, um, you're asking questions. And, um, you know, this is a place where an, an informal ministry in the body of Christ, where you may need to, if, if, it, if it's this much information you may need to find a real natural way to say, hey, do you mind if I just jot some of these things down? 
you know, if you went into formal counseling, they'd have the notepad and, you know, all studious and, well, tell me about yourself and your feelings. But, you know, you need to make that very natural because there's a lot of information here. And you may say, do you mind if I just jot this down on the back of this napkin or uh, whatever the case may be? Um, and and you, can, you can say, this will help me really think about the specifics and the details of your life. I don't want to miss anything. Um, and that can communicate what? I'm interested in you. I really do care. I'm not just tolerating this conversation. Um, uh, Look at, the, uh, look at the concentric circles. And as you're asking the questions, get a sense of the multi-layeredness of her issues. I mean, uh, obviously this, this anxiety is uh, at a point where she has sought out psychiatric help. So you, you know it's, it's debilitating, and you can tell. I mean, she's, she's manic, she's compu- uh, struggling, uh, uh, hyperactive, nervous. Um, what, other, what other aspects of these concentric circles um, do you see? Just work yourself out. Brain, you don't really know much, right, from this case study, so you don't know exactly what's going on at the level of brain, body, um, event history. Uh, you don't know past event history right now with what you have in front of you, but you might want to get some of that. Uh, somebody said, talk about, you know, tell me how you met your husband. What, what's the marriage been like? Um, you, you do have um, some event relational history as it relates to her husband. All right, and that, that's a layer. When you, when you started, the further you read through this case study and the more you found out about, and let's just say that this is, this is something that you can take at face value. This is accurate information. Now, you're not always sure of that, but let's just say for the case of this discussion, this is accurate information. As you started the case study, you were in one place. Were you in a different place when you found out what was going on with her husband? All right, so what did, what did adding a layer of her struggle do to you? It increased your compassion for her and your patience. All right, you're, you're getting a sense of uh, the pulls and the pushes and pulls and the pressures of her life. Uh, any other um, event relational stuff? Uh, what's going on? Uh, her, her experiences with psychiatrists have not been terribly good. Not, not real sure about why. Don't know if that's the psychiatrist or Celia. What other event things or other layers? Yes. That's right. That's right. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. Or to, now, granted. Um, I've, I've bumped into some psychiatrists who take this seriously, especially Christian psychiatrists who know that medication is an aspect of potential help. And they know, and actually this, this psychiatrist referring so that she gets talk therapy, counseling, is, is quite, quite encouraging, I would say.
What are, go ahead. And uh, we, we don't know whether or not she's gainfully employed. So what if she's not? And her husband's doing all these crazy things with finances, and they've got kids, and they've got a mortgage. And so you, you can, yeah, yeah. There are two other layers that I see in here that we talked about that aren't on the concentric circles. What are they? Religious, yeah. So we don't know much about what this religious stuff is coming. This actually came from a mainline book. So I don't, I don't know where they're coming from, but who knows? I mean, she, she may have, have grown up in a very fundamentalist context where divorce was really frowned upon. And you're a second-class citizen if your marriage doesn't last until you die or your spouse dies. So that's a, that's a layer. What's another layer? Obvious layer. She's a woman. All right, you all of all people ought to get that. Yeah, I'm starting to, uh, but it, it really is. I mean, can you imagine being in this situation? You don't know whether or not she has any skills to get a job. She's completely dependent. She's got a, a husband who's out of control. Who in their right mind wouldn't be freaking out, right? I'd be going crazy. So you're you're. You're identifying with this. And, and this is where you can say, look, you're not going crazy. You are not a crazy person. And if I were going through the very same thing you were going through, I, would, I could imagine myself struggling in the same exact way. What have you just done? Right? You, you have, and you've taken her out of the category of freak. I'm having to go to the psychiatrist, I'm going to the hospital, and this, that, and the other, and I'm going crazy, right? And you're, you're coming in, and you're, you're assuring her, you're encouraging her. That is a, that is a great way to encourage her. Um, okay, anything else about crossing the bridge and growing, going cross-cultural, understanding her? We, you, could, you could continue to tease out a lot there, right? Um, and you're wanting to get a sense of all the different dynamics. Um, and then you're walking across the bridge with your friend. And maybe that's also tied to talking with them while you're walking together. Um, what does it look like for you to talk to her? All right, this is, you've, you've begun to build relational capital. And this hasn't happened in you know, three or four hours. This is over several months. And, and you're, you're beginning to see patterns... Um, how do you begin to talk to her, and what other, what other, what other places where uh, might you get help for her? So, how do you begin to talk to her? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Yeah. And w what would be even more compelling is if you shared some of your own stories with anxiety and deep fear. I I've, I've, and, and you never want to say, I've been in your shoes, right? Don't go there, because even if you've been close to them in their shoes, you haven't been in their shoes, because you're not them. But say, here's, here's some, some things that God has brought me through, and here are the places where I struggled, and this is what it looked like, and some of it looks a lot like what you've struggled with, but, but God, is, God met me in those places, and here are the things that meant something to me, that connected, and and you just, you hold it out there loosely and you say, I don't know if this is going to connect with you right now or not, but, you know, within the context of me being your friend and caring for you, you know, you, you may want to say, can we, can we just make this particular passage of Scripture a, a passage that you and I read together and pray together over? Um, and, and what you're doing now is you're bringing in that, that connection you're wanting her to connect with God. And you're the means of that. You're a means of grace. God wants to use you and then maybe truths in Scripture to get her thinking, you know, outside of her, her limitless or her limited framework that, that God is concerned and with her. Yes, ma'am. Well, I think what I meant is bring her to places in Scripture where God has met other fearful people and just say, you know, and, and what, what are you doing in that regard? You're showing her God's character, but it's not, it's not just kind of theoretical and, 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 uh, and uh, what am I trying to say? You know, when, you, when you actually show God acting in behalf of fearful people, you're showing her how, how earthy God is. I mean, he's with us. He's in the mitt. He's in the mess with us. Um, that's right. Yeah, great. So he's not just there for the neat and tidy people who you, may, who, who you potentially grew up thinking that's who God really liked. Um, but let, let's look at a few people in Scripture, all these wonderful heroes. Oh, well, whoops. Moses murdered someone. You know, Celia, you haven't murdered somebody. You probably want to, but you haven't. And I'm not wanting this passage to encourage you to do that. But, uh, um, okay, um, a, a, another thing, just finally, and we'll finish here. We don't have to take this. But you, you, um, you want to think about other resources that are available to help Celia. And and then the other thing you want to think about is, okay, we've got a bigger picture. We don't just have just Celia. We have a family. We have a marriage. How are we going to marshal the, the resources of the church to minister to all parties involved? And, and, and you're, you're, you're basically taking these same exact questions and saying, how do we reach her husband? Who's going to best reach out to him? Right. And it, it may be welcomed. It may be not. But you've got you've got Cecilia's husband in the mix and, and you you want to reach him. If you don't, you've got to figure out, OK, Cecilia, 
Celia, we've got we've to understand what life for you looks like, what the new normal is. Is it you, you know, staying in this marriage, or do we feel like, given what's going on, and your husband's not willing to get help, he's, he's sending the family into bankruptcy, you know, is this a place where you can say, I'm out? And that's a tough, that's a tough call, isn't it? Um, Yes. Yeah, or yeah. get completely out and don't deal with it. Right. Sometimes it's getting out of the home, not mm-hmm. getting out of the marriage. That's a, well, that's a great question. You may say, for your safety and your well-being, we think you're better off staying with somebody else, and we're going to see what we can do. Maybe there are some legal things that can be done to get some of the finances in her name. You know, particularly if, uh, and, and again, I don't know the law, but this is a place where an outside resource might be an attorney. So what options does Celia have to protect herself and her kids financially? So very good, good. All right, you see where we went with this. Um, just It's not rocket science, but it does, it does require a work of the Spirit in your life and mine to know how to love someone well in the midst of difficulty. Thanks for coming out. Let me just pray for us. And then, oh, I have to give away two, two uh, yeah, uh, let's do that. All right, thanks for turning these in. Got a good number of them if you want to change your mind. Let's see. Okay, the first set goes to Wendy Brown. All right. Look at there. Thanks. Okay. I know you guys. All right, I'm just going to like... blank. Who did that? I feel rejected. Okay. Uh, Teresa, is it Yurkovich? Is that how you say your name? Teresa? Good. Did I pronounce your name correctly? Okay, good. Congratulations. Thanks. All right. Good. All right. uh, Leslie, couple of final comments. If, if you're here and you, you need help, um, I would encourage you. There are two people here, Leslie Peacock that you saw at the beginning, who's the counseling administrator. Is that your proper title? Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I just demoted her. Yeah, that's fine. No. Um, and then Terry Williams. Where's Terry? Are you here tonight? Okay. But just to, just to encourage you, if you, if you want to reach out to some folks here, that, that uh, might be available to help you, that would be, uh, that would be fine, right? Good. Right, let, me, let me pray as we close. Father, we, um, we are people who, who live on the edge of normal struggles with anxiety and, and deep fear and worry. And it may only take one shocking life, shocking event, to push us over the edge. 
And we know that there are many people, maybe folks in this room who've been through that, who are in the midst of it, but people that we know that are there. And we know that there will be friends who will be there. And would you, uh, would you equip us with your spirit to be filled with the love of Christ so that we might do not what comes natural, but what is supernatural, and that is move towards uh, suffering, struggling brothers and sisters in Christ in ways that bring about redemp- redemption and healing and, uh, and new life. And so I pray that you would bless these women in that way for Jesus' sake. Amen.